0: Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals, your money, and your plans in perfect
1: harmony. And now, here is Greg Gunther to help you retire in paradise. Aloha and welcome back to Retirement Paradise. This is Greg Gunther from the Retirement Optimization Group. If you'd like more information about what you hear during our show today, feel free to give us a call at 808-791-2924. You can also visit us online at therogroup.org. Now we're gonna start this week's episode with one word, frugal. Now it's a word that some people wear it like a badge of honor and others dread. A lot of my clients tell me that one of their goals when building a retirement strategy is to avoid a retirement that requires them to be frugal. They don't wanna trim off any of the pleasures of their lifestyle and that's great. Retirement is a reward of a lifetime of hard work, diligent planning and some sacrifice, and you should want to enjoy it. But being frugal doesn't mean you have to go without, and it certainly doesn't mean your retirement has to be constrained. In fact, what we want to point out today on today's show is that it's possible that by embracing Frugality? Is that even a word? Frugality. (laughs) Tony, is that a word? (laughs) Can I pay you not to say that word? I I might have made, I just might have made up a word. I don't know. No, that's a word, frugality. You're right. You got me on that one. All right. So embracing frugality may even um, make your retirement more fun. And that's what we want to address today. And um, people think of the word frugal. We have a saying here in Hawaii called pake, right? That's a Chinese word, and Chinese people just kind of got that stigma of being super, super frugal. Um, and a lot of people think of um, Ebenezer Scrooge. She's a great example oh, from A yeah. Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol, yeah. He, Scrooge was wealthy and super frugal and he, he was so bad to the point where he didn't enjoy his life and he was uh, an unhappy person incapable of finding joy. But in Christmas Carol's last act remember Scrooge became more fun and more profound when he began using his money to bring himself and others around him joy. So that's what we want to focus on today's show is that the notion of being frugal and happy is possible in retirement. And uh, that was one of my longest intros, Tony, but uh, welcome back to the program. Uh, I <laughs> want to introduce our co-host again, Tony Shore. Sure. My, uh, my, my Bob Cratchit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. Come to now! So uh, I think that uh, we're going to have a fun show. I mean, uh, you and I, uh, people probably don't realize, but we sit around before the show and try to come up with words that people would never say in normal conversation, but that yet they're real words, <laughs> like frugality. Uh, no, we, we don't, but it happens from time to time. So uh, that's funny. Um, I've been great, and uh, I, I believe me, I've never been accused of being a Scrooge or being tight or a penny pincher. I have the opposite problem. I probably I uh, should save a little more. There's two ends of that spectrum uh and some people just uh, they don't want to spend any money they hold on to it especially uh people who w- went through the great depression you know some some of our mm-hmm. grandparents might uh be really they save everything like every bag and bread tie because you know they might need it and they're frugal so but you don't want to be so frugal that you don't enjoy life i I would agree with that you don't want to be scrooge but being frugal uh, isn't quite as bad as being tight, but it does have a negative connotation, I guess. Um, anyway, I'm good. How are you doing, Greg? Have you been busy?
1: Yeah, pretty busy. We just did a, a great workshop for our federal employees up in Alaska. Um did it virtually and um, had a good turnout. Um, always like doing those. We do them about a couple times each quarter. Um, next one won't be till no, till November. Um, but had a a really good uh, turnout with that. Met some cool people online and just starting to meet with them to construct some retirement strategies for them.
0: Wow. Well, that's good. Sounds like you have been busy. And I know that uh, you love doing that. You do seminars, webinars, and you like meeting with people. If our listeners have any questions, I know you're easy to get a hold of, and uh, we'll be giving that number later. But let's jump into this topic. I mean, uh, being frugal yeah like i said it's not always a compliment uh, and it's you know uh so i'm excited that you're gonna maybe put some shine back on the word frugal today
1: yeah um you mentioned too you know about being frugal and uh my father-in-law really comes to mind because he is—he is pretty frugal. Like he stocked when he, they moved here um, to kind of be closer to us. They live six months in Hawaii and they live on their boat the other six months. But they stocked their whole tool shed, garage, and house with uh, Goodwill and uh, yard sales. And uh, it's funny, like just watching him count his pennies, Uh, but uh, he enjoys life. He's not, he's not a Scrooge by any means. Uh, He still enjoys life, but he's frugal. Um, So I have a reference as always, um, you know, as I combing through my financial articles, um, ones that stick out to me, we want to talk about. So this one's from Investopedia, um, which is a great website. And this one's titled living frugally and that's that's a good frugally (laughs) and happily uh, in retirement. So really on topic with what we want to discuss today. Now it first recommends building a proportional spending plan. And using data from the Employee Benefit Research Institute, it notes that most people between 65 and 74, their spending breaks down like this. Uh, 45% for housing, home-related expenses, 12% for transportation, 11% for food, 10% for healthcare. So if you dig even deeper, folks in that 65-74 uh, age group spend about 10.5% on entertainment, was clothing, and 5.4% on other expenses. So look at your current expenses. So our listeners, make a little chart, a spreadsheet, whatever, write them down, and just ask yourself, do they fall well within this model? If they don't, you probably want to consider making some adjustments.
0: Well, yeah, definitely. And that model makes sense to me, Greg, but working closely with somebody like yourself, a financial services professional, I think that's uh, an important way to adjust your budget, so that it's going to emphasize both frugality. I'm going to throw that one out there, uh, <laughs> and it's going to emphasize being somewhat frugal, I should say, and an enjoyable
1: lifestyle at the same time. You got to have balance. Yeah, absolutely. And I wanted to talk about this too today because one of the questions that when I'm doing a first appointment with somebody, you know, on the fact and feeling finding, and we're trying to You know get our our basis our nuts and bolts to put the plan together one of the questions is you know how much income do you need in retirement and it's one that they always get stumped on because they say like oh i've never really thought about that because a lot of people it's taking home the same money. Then there's rules like, you know, 65, 70, 80% of what you're making. But it really depends on what lifestyle you're going you're gonna to want. You know, if you want to travel a lot, um, if you're not going to travel a lot. So the article actually cites that and it it's define your personal lifestyle, what you want to have in retirement. So start with your home since that's a majority of, of the expenses that we just mentioned. Are you going to stay put there? You want to stay in the home you raised your children in, or are you thinking of maybe downsizing to a condo or, or a townhome? If you're really going to throw caution to the wind and live a retirement lifestyle of endless travel and adventure, uh, when we talked about the adventure last week, Tony, this kind of ties in nicely. Sure, <laughs> It's something that you need to budget for. You need to be aware of. So as much as possible, you should determine your preferred lifestyle your goals how the kind of retirement that you want to have because it's typically not something you're you're going to want to figure out as you go along on the fly
0: yeah no you're right that's true and if you're going to be on the road a lot maybe downsizing your current home
1: uh, could be an easy way to save some money right Yep, that's a good place to start. Uh, Smaller homes will, what, less upkeep, less maintenance. You might even be a lower price, sell your home for more. You can pocket some of that cash in your wallet um, or invest it for the future. Um, And by necessity, downsizing means you're going to probably have to get rid of some of your old stuff. And while you probably have to donate most of it, you probably get, you know, have a nice yard sale and sell some of it and put a few extra bucks in your pocket as well. And that's never a bad thing. Well, that's true.
0: Uh, that's, you always want to put a few bucks in your pocket. I like the sound of that. (laughs) Right. Uh, that's (laughs) awesome. And, you know, downsizing, uh, it can be a great way to budget, uh, help your budget and also means less work and stress, right? Uh, if there ever was a good goal for retirement, it's less work and stress, at least for me.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, taking a chunk or two out of your transportation budget is another good way to embrace more, uh, be more frugal. (laughs) If you and your spouse and partner are both retired, you each have your own car, consider selling one of them. You'll not only make some money off the top, again, putting more cash in your pocket, but you're gonna save money on insurance, maintenance, gasoline, all these things. And if you find that you both need the car for solo activities that you have, you know, you can probably work out a schedule. It keeps everybody on the same page and Work with one car. Um, again, my my in-laws, one car, they share it, and then it's very easy for them. So no matter how many cars are parked in your driveway right now, another good idea is to reach out to your insurance agent and discuss some potential savings. That could be a smart play. Um, you get the bulk uh, discounts. Um, if you have the same coverage or better coverage for a better price, jump on it. And, Tony, I just saved a bunch of money by switching to Geico.
0: But I'm pumped. Greg. No. (laughs) 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 All right. Well, Hmm. uh, I mean, obviously, uh, I think you make a good point. And you know what? With insurance, it's true, though. You should always shop around and you should set a reminder every six months at the the very least. Call your insurance company and say, "Uh, we're paying too much. We need to save money. How can we save money or uh, get our bills down? Uh, otherwise we have to look, look elsewhere and they'll, they'll usually say, oh, well, if you do this or this or this, or yeah, we can lower this or, you know, I mean, you should always make sure that your company's staying competitive. Otherwise they'll just slowly raise rates, raise rates, raise rates. You don't want to stay with the same company for years because of that, or unless you're calling them, Uh, I've, I've learned that the hard way. So, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, you can save a lot of money, uh, that way. But also, you know, you're talking about uh, cars reminded me uh, a lot of retirees are embracing the RV lifestyle. We've talked about this Uh, when people retire. Some of them want to buy an RV and travel across the country. But maybe like cars, buying a smaller rig like a Class C rather than the larger Class A RV is going to save you a lot on gas in addition to the much smaller sticker price.
1: Yeah, exactly. You know, the Concept to go big or go home doesn't really apply when you're trying to be a little more frugal. And I just had a a, a client retire uh, this week, and he was a pilot for Hawaiian Airlines, and he's been a client for years. And we prepared prepared for this day. We had all everything all lined and organized, and. All that stuff and one of his goals was to be a uh RVer. you know he wanted to he wanted to go to the mainland and, and drive around the rv he didn't want to of course live in it he wants to come back to hawaii and whenever they get the bug go back and and do the rv thing and that was his goal and he did the math and figured everything out and he actually came up to the conclusion that they would spend less money in the long run by just renting the rv when they wanted to use it, than buying one and having to worry about upkeep and storage and all that. So that's a really good example of something that happened to me uh, this week. Wow! Uh, in the in in the realms of frugality. <laughs> uh, being, how about just
0: being frugal? Yeah, <laughs> I like it though. Uh, that's true. So uh, you know what? This would be a good time to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of you to talk about. Uh, their financial plan, their overall plan and their retirement income plan and see what they have as far as a, a budget and a spending plan in place.
1: Yeah, and I think what this episode you know really focuses on, too, is if your income goal, if your savings is short, there's ways to lower your income goal and still have a good retirement. But it's all about getting that plan together, finding out what your income goal is, where your income is going to be coming from, how you're going to withdraw from the plan, adjusting it for inflation. Lots of things go into it. We have a great report called The Retirement Compass, puts everything together for you. So it gives you a clear cut picture. You know exactly where you're going. Uh, if you want some more information on that, feel free to give us a call, 791 two Nine two four. That's area code 808. You can also go to our website, therogroup.org, and check out some links and drop us a line from there as well. All right. That
0: sounds great. Now, let's keep the show rolling. Uh, we're talking about the word frugal, uh, which can have a negative connotation, uh, but a lot of people <laughs> may think a frugal retirement means no travel, no restaurants, no hobbies. But the reality is uh, being frugal in certain parts of your retirement strategy may provide you more freedom in other areas. So I I think you certainly haven't been frugal with the good information so far today, Greg. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a (laughs) groan sound for my bad jokes. All right. Uh, But uh, what's the
1: next tip you have for us? Um, Another good tip of... Saving a little money uh, off of your income goal is to not spend too much on food. Sure. So write out a menu, jot down the ingredients you're going to need on a shopping list, go to the store committed to only buying those things that are on your list. And of course, you know, shop at those super centers, places like Costco, Walmart, uh, Target, and even your, your local farmer's market. Can you could save some money on produce?
0: Oh, wow. Well, those are, those are great ideas. Uh, I think that makes perfect sense. And I think, uh, you know, we as we know, people love going out to eat, right? And mm-hmm.
1: uh, does the article say anything about going out to eat and saving money? Yeah, because you know how, how uh, expensive that can be. But, you know, it doesn't mean, again, if you're going to ch- trim off a little of your income goal, don't go out to eat anymore. So right. one simple way to enjoy going out to eat while sticking to your budget is a lot of cafeteria-style places. Um, like like here, we have Zippies. Um, the example would be a Denny's, an IHOP, uh, Golden Corral on the mainland. Places like that um, that are that are pretty good and and still fun and sit down. Um, you can also consider fast casual restaurants. So it's like Teddy's Bigger Burgers, uh, Maui Tacos, Chipotle. Then those are places where tipping isn't really an expectation. You know, you go up to the counter, you get your food, you sit down. So if you, another great example to save money, is, of course, is obvious is if you eat out a few times a week, three times a week, maybe trim it down to one. But if you go to restaurants where you don't have to tip, um, you know, it adds up. You can end up saving a good amount of money in the long term. Wow. Yeah, that does it. Add- I mean, some people...
0: It can spend up to 30 bucks a day on eating out. And that really does add up. I mean, people roll their eyes and you say, Oh, avoid the Starbucks or avoid eating out. But it, you know, uh, Starbucks, maybe not as much, but boy, eating out every day. Uh, like a lot of working people do. Uh, I think that uh, it's easy to get caught up on that. I know for me it is. So I mean, and, you know, hey, for retired people and seniors, early bird specials. I mean, uh, sure, uh, Greg, we always hear the jokes about retirees eating dinner at 4.30 in the afternoon. Uh, <laughs> you see that on sitcoms all the time. But the fact remains uh, that the early bird often does get a, a great worm. I mean, a great meal <laughs> at a great price.
1: Actually, Yeah. Dinner at four, uh, lunch in the morning and breakfast the night before.
0: Yes. <laughs> hey, it's retirement. <laughs> I'm it.
1: (laughs) yeah that's that's exactly right um and another way to take care of budget is to take care of yourself so it's important to stay up on vaccinations your annual flu shot um staying healthy and of course the good old-fashioned you know exercise regularly and and eat right you know and regarding exercise whether it's long evening walk through the neighborhood or if it's something more strenuous like pickleball it's becoming pretty popular or a senior softball league um which I play in, although it's not technically a seniorly, but we do have some seniors in there that are pretty good. <laughs> uh, but also, <laughs> all right, working closely with a financial services professional, um, looking into your Medicare Advantage plan is a good is a good option. These are a lot of times less expensive than traditional Medicare, but just be aware that while Medicare Advantage plans have lots of good uh, enticing possibilities, they can actually come with some limits, which uh, you know, which doctors you can visit, and that sort of thing. Sure.
0: Yeah, that's true. You have to watch out. I think sometimes uh, people forget that it is possible to shop around a bit when it comes to health care. And we've talked a little bit about that on previous shows as well.
1: Yeah, no question about it. And and along those same lines, be certain to schedule your elective medical procedures after you've hit your annual deductible. And so that's the that's the best way to avoid um, out-of-network doctors from one of those plans, uh, because those uh expenses can really be jaw-dropping they really add up and then lastly too back fact one last thing on health care is utilize the, the the free preventative care so things like cancer screenings they're often included in, in many plans and of course to see your doctor for regular checkups
0: yeah yeah there you go and uh, i think it's important health is important in in a retirement especially and you know uh, ben franklin knew what he was talking about he said an ounce of
1: prevention is worth a pound of cure right oh that's a good one uh you said it tony wait i guess ben franklin said it. yeah i did but, well, you, re- but you repeated it at the perfect time <laughs> yeah. so i'll give you the credit and <laughs> yeah, nobody's but, gonna mistake me uh, yeah, for ben franklin yeah <laughs> Um, health is a very important part of retirement. We've touched on that in the show, too, because you got to be happy and you got to have fun and and fun, which was last week's episode. If anybody wants to listen to that, that's having an adventure and planning your trips around adventure. It's an essential part of retirement. You got to have fun. That's going to keep you healthy and happy. And, and like we mentioned earlier in today's show, um, you know, you've worked so hard. You, you don't want to you want it to be a reward you don't want to find yourself sitting on the couch day after day watching prices right because you don't have the money to do it there's ways you can do it and still be frugal now if your retirement is going to include things like you know plenty of golf uh day trips out of the house activities a good idea would be to ditch cable a lot of people are doing that now it's pretty pricey and if you're not using it that much it's probably not worth it trade cable for netflix or hulu which will give you Tons of shows to watch for a fraction of the cost. Another example, um, museums, concert venues, theaters, art established. Again, you mentioned senior discounts, Tony. These are places that have great senior discounts. And another option, which I've mentioned quite a few times, is volunteering. If you volunteer as an usher at the stadium or your favorite venue, get out of the house. You can have a little fun and you can see a great show for free. And sometimes maybe they'll even pay you or you get tips. So put a little extra money in your pocket too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There you go. And that's important to put money in your pocket. I like that. Uh, And I also know some seniors who have had an absolute blast auditing classes at local colleges. That's something that's come up and, you know, the traditional students in the class enjoy hearing insights from somebody with more experience.
1: Yeah, that's a good suggestion. Um, It's a really good option, rewarding way to spend time and kind of show off your knowledge and skills and and inspire young people. I like that. Um, When it comes to being more frugal, another example, Tony, is clothing. Um, depending on your career, you probably own a suit, you know, probably some nice aloha shirts, some dresses, oh, yeah. maybe even a couple of ties here and there. <laughs> but guess what? Mm, no. Now you're retired, you can shuffle most of that stuff off to Goodwill. Sure. Get rid of those old clothes or just taking up space in your closet. When it comes to your retirement budget, why would you want to spend a bunch of money when you don't have to? Utilize these coupons on your, when you go shopping at your department stores. Again, those stores like Walmart, Target, you're going to be your friends. Um, Or better yet, be like my father-in-law. Stick to thrift stores and uh, garage sales. Yeah, yeah. Well, and retirement is all about what you get to
0: see and do as well as who you're seeing and doing it with. So why spend a lot of money on fancy clothes? I mean, just keep one or two of those classy outfits in case you get
1: invited to a wedding or the opera, I guess. Yeah, I guess most operas would probably frown on Someone showing up in an old Star Wars t-shirt. Yeah. Or your old journey concert (laughs) t-shirt. Yeah. We've had a lot of fun with the word uh, frugal and frugality today. We had some fun with that one. Um, But I hope that we've shown that being frugal doesn't mean going without um, and sacrificing things you enjoy doing. It simply means that some small elements like we've been describing can add up to provide more, a more active retirement lifestyle.
0: Well, yeah, it's been a great show so far, Greg. What do you have for us next?
1: Well, I thought we'd switch gears real quick, just slightly, and talk a little bit more broadly about the retirement strategies, because you have to you have to have a strategy to make this work right. And a quick insight, Investopedia again is your retirement plan on track? It's got some information that's that's helpful. So again, same survey, and this is from the confidence um, retirement confidence survey from the Employee Benefit Research Institute. Only thirty percent of respondents say they are very confident about their retirement plan. Forty percent said they're somewhat. That means 30% really say they don't have confidence at all in the kind of retirement that they want. Wow.
0: Yeah. And that's and that's not good. Uh, those are some alarming numbers. And I think if any of our listeners think they'll fall into one of those categories, I hope they'll uh, get together as soon as possible with somebody like yourself.
1: Yeah. When it comes double checking your retirement path, the simplest step is... Working with a financial services professional, estimate your expenses, find out what you, how much money you're going to need. Um, like I mentioned earlier, that retirement compass report, uh, it, it's something that we're really proud of because it, I get such good reactions from it when people. It gives them just a sigh of relief, you know, when they see hey, I can do it. Like People always doubt when they're heading into retirement. Do I have enough money? How, what's my lifestyle going to be? When am I going to file for Social Security? All those things. And we can help you get there by putting an income goal, determining what kind of retirement you want to have, adjusting it for inflation, putting all your fixed numbers in there, and then it identifies how much money you have to withdraw from your portfolio. And knowing that number expressed as a percentage allows us to fit the right vehicles in there so that you can your money lasts longer than you do. And I think that's what everybody wants. Yeah,
0: that is what everybody wants. Uh, and I think that makes a, a really good point. And uh, remind our audience about how much pre-retirement income most folks
1: are going to need for a comfortable retirement. Yeah, there's a um, magic number, I guess they say. It's kind of a rule. And it was I've heard 80 percent, I've read articles. Uh, but it's been my experience that most people are more in the 65 to 70% rage when you you factor in all those things, your mortgage payment taxes and everything that what you've been saving, because you're not going to be putting money into those deferred retirement plans anymore at retirement. So I'd say 65 to 70%. If you um, flex your frugality muscles, you can probably (laughs) have a pretty good retirement. Sure.
0: Well, and you've mentioned that, you know, 65 to 70% number before.
1: Um, What else do you have for us? Well, um, we're going to touch on Social Security real quick. If you haven't filed Social Security yet, um, you definitely need to meet with a financial service professional that that knows uh, and takes their special uh, Social Security, uh, you know, specifically uh, focus on it. Sure. Not just something where it's, oh, file at 62, file at 66. No, we have a Social Security max report that'll tell you exactly what the ideal strategy is for you to uh, file Social Security.
0: Sounds good. Well, it's been a great show today, Greg. Is there anything else you have for us before we go?
1: well lastly uh, committing yourself to saving aggressively in your final working years is the last tip and that can help really push your your uh, income beyond your your expenses yeah. and so get get that last that last five yards you know max out your 401k your TSP you know whatever your employer sponsored plans are take advantage of your matches and get your assets aligned within your risk tolerance and get a plan together and then, with all knowing how much money you're going to need in retirement, where your money is going to be coming from, how much you need to withdraw. It's going to be a sigh of relief and you're going to you're going to have a a quality retirement in health, happiness, and financial. Um, if anybody has any questions at all what they heard today during the show, don't hesitate to give us a call 808-791-2924 or check us out online at therogroup.org. All
0: right, sounds great. And listeners, that does it for today's episode of Retirement Paradise with our host, Greg Gunther. Thank you for listening to Retirement Paradise. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound retirement plan. For more information, please contact Greg Gunther at the Retirement Optimization Group. Call 808-791-2924 or visit their website at therogroup.org.